You recording on your yeah. end, buddy? You're recording, right? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. We're mastering the art of um, cultural relevance irrelevancy. So it's really relevant when we record it, but when we release it, you're you're like, yeah, we know all these things. But I guess you know there's <laughs> certain value to be taken from the fact that we can. This is very you know. Uh, Encapsulate a moment in time. Yeah, and do you think that maybe like it'll we'll see how our judgments stand up to um, to the more like even even just a month afterwards, like what we say. I I do think so. I think especially like when we look back. I mean, not to get too much into this because we're going to talk about this in the next episode, which is what we're about to record. But uh, even looking at like our our presidential candidate picks from like a few months ago, we were very off on how this was going to play out. Really. Oh, we were so even wrong. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, how could anyone yeah, have predicted trying... this shit though honestly yeah yeah but who knows what it'll be like when the actual episode comes out this time you know what i mean anyway enjoy this episode about hunter's wedding some happy news before we get into some political stuff that's happened and you you know about the stuff that's happened you've been in the world yeah hopefully. you know it's crazy <laughs> yeah it's really it's getting crazier by the minute um but yeah. you can tune so... in here to Fucking Henry and Hops bringing you up to the minute, 30 plus days later, news that may or may not be relevant to you in the impending doom of the country. Welcome. The intro song, we're singing along, drinking beer and talking about politics. Uh, Henry and Hops, politics and beer, adventures and thoughts for your ear holes to hear. So let's have a brew, maybe just three or two, perchance discover new shit that we never knew. So come along. That's the end of our song. Yeah. That actually is the end of... That's it. Uh, we just talk culture and shit. That's great. Okay. Yep. That's hey, great. guys. Really easy. So, so we hey. need some... How you doing, buddy? So we're here. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing really well. For the most part. I mean, it's like, I, like I've been saying for the last two episodes, I guess. It's a crazy world right now that we're living in. But uh, but my life's pretty good. My fantasy football teams are screwed. Oh. Um, well, you as can't well, have as it well all. As well as are the... Yeah, and I'm going to see. Oh, I'm going to a, the Cowboys Redskins game on Monday, which I think we talked about in a previous episode. Dude, you and, said uh, that word. Why did you say that word? Bad news. Which word? The R word. Oh, I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> like, I think I think they should change it, but like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna censor myself from talking about it. No, I'm just thing. I'm we just talking about the shit. fact they yeah. should change it. I'm just giving you shit, but um, I mean, it's insane if you think about it that that, that he won't. Oh buy. yeah, it's horrible. But I think I think that's been touched on. I don't think we've touched on it, but like, I think I think people have said enough about that for right now. Uh, like they just Our, need, clearly need to do something about it. Yeah. It's the same thing with the concussion policy it needs to change. NFL change some shit. Football's like Get pretty fucked us. up. Sorry, homies. Yeah, I have trouble watching. No, I I, I I'm not gonna get too much into this because I want to talk about something else with that game. But uh, I just want to say that I was watching a Cowboys Seattle game earlier this year. I'm a Cowboys fan. If we haven't talked about that already, um, let's, yeah. we'll get into that in another episode. But I was why? watching a game earlier this year, and there was why will we get into that in another episode? <laughs> Never mind. Go on. Go on. <laughs> well, anyway, okay. So, uh, so I was watching a game a, a couple weeks ago. It was a Cowboys Seattle game. Probably be like um, two months ago at the time this was released. Um, and there was a head-to-head collision on, uh, I think it was a kickoff return or something along those lines. Yeah. And uh, this guy this guy went down, 
and it was like three commercial breaks before he like they they ended up carting him off the field and he ended up becoming conscious just as they were carting him off the field and i kept saying like yep. if he uh. didn't gain consciousness before he came off the field it would have been a huge fiasco for the nfl and someday there's going to be somebody who's going to die out there because there's already been many people who've died in high school football and college football yeah and like i don't know if i I want to be watching when that game happens. So I know like, something's got to change. I don't want to be watching that game. All right, yeah, that's well, you don't watch up. anyway. But but anyway, yeah, I'm sometimes. saying I'm going to this game I on do Monday. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I'm going to this game on Monday in person that I was really excited about months ago, and now it's totally pointless for the Cowboys because their record is screwed. the The quarterback is injured for the rest of the season, and uh, you know everything's kind of gone to crap for football but my life is great so that's, wait juice box that's i'll good. only talk about football with you if you tell me what beer you're drinking oh okay so uh for today's podcast i have acquired a weirbacher 20th anniversary which is what 20 years really yeah 20th anniversary this holy year. shit dude i'm so jealous it's, what is it it's a belgian style dark ale brewed with coriander and star anise 11 percent. that's crazy should be interesting actually. That sounds a little too intense for my taste buds. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be very intense. That's I, I almost didn't buy it for that reason. I almost went for um, Cafe Racer. Do you know Which Cafe Racer is, 15 or whatever? Is it 15? That's the best one. Yeah, fif- 15. I almost bought that, but I think we've talked about that in a previous episode. And I don't think we've talked about because I I was I wanted to bring this one on because uh, I remember back in college and then like into you know my real life after college we i would get the anniversary beers because that one that we had at the end of college was freaking amazing it was like 13th well not 13th i guess it was 15th right <laughs> 14th well we had well, i think we college. got one that was there was an aged one at the end of college it was the 13th or 14th and yeah. uh, it was really good and then everyone after that i had was pretty mediocre well, I no, remember okay. like you had it on the episode on the show, like maybe many episodes ago. You had eighteenth, I think, right? That's right. Yeah, I think I think when we started this, so I figured like it's about time. I skipped one of them. I know that. I skipped, That's all right. I skipped a couple. You know what's funny? And today we're this going is with this one. A super aside, but um, on the table I'm recording, I have a batch of uh, homebrew this dry hop saison that I dry hopped with whole. Whole cone, dry hop, uh, dry, um, what were they? I think they were, uh, uh, fuck. Columbus or Simcoe. I think they were Simcoe, actually. I dry hopped it with Simcoe. But whole cone, I got this, like, a huge, a huge bag full of hops that were, they were dried, but they were the, not pellets, you know, they were the whole, uh, hop guy, flowers, I guess. Yeah, that sounds great. And, and, I, and it's it's not ready yet? And I filtered it. Oh, no, it's more than ready. I'm just an asshole, and I haven't um, bottled it yet. I'm just being so, so irresponsible, come, actually. Come on, man. Come on. But it's still fermenting, actually, so it's getting really alcoholic. So that's, Yeah, but don't let it go to waste. Uh-uh. You know. uh, I'm not going to let it go to waste. Right, so, what you, so what are you drinking? Because I, I, first, I just, if I'm, cause should I give this a review, or should we talk about that first? Well, what I, I want to say really quick, I want to defend my honor and say that it's not getting any worse, and it's probably getting better, and I'm going to bottle it this weekend. So <laughs> I don't like the judgment necessarily that's coming my way here, but that's, that's fine. That's I'm sorry. 
All right. No, it's fine. It's fine. I just the, like the bottling process is the most exciting part for me. So at that point, I'm all in. Wait, it's like really? the brewing process. It's always the hard part for me. Well, that first step is always the hard part because that's oh, when it's that's hot. My favorite part. And like, yeah, but you have a much bigger place than I do. That's true. You know. Yeah. You got yeah. some space for it. Now I know. Yeah, yeah now you know. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm like, I'm truly, what, I wish there was a good atheist, not that I'm necessary. yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, I wish there was like a non-God way to say blessed. Whatever that yeah. word is. You know Sec- what I mean? Secular. Secular yeah. blessed. Yeah. What is that? I think you can still say blessed, though, because I don't know if that has to have... You could just say that, like, life... Does, yeah, does a blessing you. have necessarily religious connotations? That's the question. Hmm. I don't know. That's very off topic. Let's talk about what beer you're drinking today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, actually, it's funny, because I do think about that, like, way more than I should, because I, I really... I haven't found a better word, and it... I, I find that I'm often saying, like, I'm not religious, but I really feel blessed in my life. And I say that, like, probably two times a week. Anyhow. Did um, you have a Jewish wedding, though? Yeah. Well, I feel like, the, um, you know, and um, I think that if you're Jewish, you can still say you're blessed. I don't think that's a christian no no thing. that's what i was saying I, no no i was saying if i was saying that reinforces the religious connotations of your saying you're blessed i'm saying that you're not entirely anti-religion in, in all aspects oh well that's that's a very loaded accusation and i suppose that i would agree con- that would constitute in a whole nother episode the fact that by <laughs> the nature of my wedding um being jewish that now i am jewish at least to a certain extent um, oh, I don't. I didn't. I didn't mean that. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean to imply that. I just meant that you, you had some spiritual beliefs you were at least okay with. <laughs> oh well, you weren't trying to buck. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, absolutely. In general. No, and I'm mainly just fucking with you. But yeah, um, that's actually a really good point. Anyhow, yeah, I appreciate that. But moving on, what I'm drinking is a wonderful beer that I look forward to every couple months stone enjoy by series but this time oh, yeah, you love that one yeah but dude i got 12 25 15 think about that oh nice yeah that just yeah. came out and it was kind of funny so um it's on the top of the neck of the bottle it now says deliciously or no wait sorry devastatingly joyous hence you know referencing christmas time so what I was going to say, though, is that um, I went on the website to see if they had a new Enjoy Vibe because the last one they did was um, Halloween, 1031. And they, it turns out, um, they, you know, they had 1225, and I looked at where they had on the map, and it said it was shipped to BevMo, which was the big distributor. Or, I mean, that's, that's more of a Philly term, right? Like a PA term. Not distributor, but just large private chain that sells beer at retail prices so not at all yeah. true. and also a um n- a number of other specialty uh bottle shops basically and i went to bevmo didn't have it went to another specialty bottle shop and then i went to my favorite one which is a little little more out of the way and sure enough they had just gotten yep. the case in. Yep. Had it. <laughs> That's and awesome. They had it in six packs, which is amazing. And I want to just like 
spend a second and just recognize how amazing it is that stone has moved from the simple 22 ounce bomber release from their enjoy buy to a full on six pack. Because even if you charge close to $20 for a six pack, the price point is so much more reasonable. And quite but frankly, go ahead, sorry. Well, they can only do that because they realized there was mass uh, appeal on the market. It's From the same the, thing that happened, I think, with yeah, yeah, with yeah. like Founders All Day, which Founders All Day was like it's it's not that that was ever intended as like a seasonal thing, but I think it was something they were trying out, and now it's like everywhere. At least it was never a twenty two though. No, no, it was never a twenty two, but that's how Stone releases all of their experimental ales. They all start as twenty twos. Like everything's a twenty two with them. They're not That's, like a, a yeah. brewery that really releases twelve ounce samples. Yeah, like, you, you know you're totally it. right. Holy shit! Yeah, I never, th- I never saw that. Yeah, like um, Cali Belgique, exactly. Yeah, or like what's the arrogant bastard double? What's that called? Double arrogant? Is that double bastard. Double bastard. Yeah, yeah. All those and the barley wine. All the all their old guardian. All that stuff is like released in twenty two ounces. It's just the way they hmm. do it. Well, no, yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah, I know that, but, like, how many of them have been converted to, to 12s? Well, that's, the ones that, I think the about. ones that had mass appeal, I think I think the reason they did that is because they realized that IPAs are, are like we've talked about in previous episodes, they are dominating the market right now, and if you're a craft beer company in America and you don't have an IPA out there, you should probably get one. Well, I think that the notable exception to that rule would be if you specialize in good Belgians. Yeah, but name name me like a Belgian brewery that isn't trying to like like even like Omegong, which is like the most traditional Belgian brewery I know of, has a hot beer now. I don't remember what it's called, but they have one that's like a that's like it's I never get it, but they well, have they have yeah. some sort of hop select or something. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, but I mean, I, I hops are an important part of the brewing process. But I th- see what you're saying, and I'm actually ignorant. I mean, I'm sure that if we had a large number of listeners from across the country. <laughs> Sidebar. Everyone could identify yeah. their home brewery that was that was producing a new IPA. No. Yeah, that, well, actually, yeah, that, no, but hold on one second. That, but also would maybe could identify a local brewery that was eschewing that school of thought and doing something different, whether it be Belgians, whether it be like more traditional German breweries, and to a certain extent, think about Schmidt, right? They they did yeah, an IPA yeah. as well, Schmidt's, right? One yeah. of the, one of the best breweries in PA, in my opinion. But um, anyhow, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. That's that's you're you. I'm not I'm not trying to ditch diss on breweries for doing so. I just I think it's interesting. Like like a brewery like Founders for me. For Founders for me has been like one of the best breweries in America for. You know, ever since I started drinking beer, so like five years ago, right? And probably before that, because we just didn't know about them, <clears throat> right? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And and but that all day IPA has probably only existed for like a year or a year and a half. Oh yeah, it's very and in new. the time, in the time that that's existed, I've seen that appear on more menus than any other founders I've ever seen. Really? Like that is it's now on tap almost everywhere in the city like it's at it's at baseball games and things now well that's dumb i mean maybe maybe that's just a new york city thing but it's well no juice box i have a i have a prejudice against um session ipas most of the time 
they have their time and place. Believe me, I love them. Yeah, but that's become the session IPA. That's what I'm saying. Is like like people they they want they already have the six point Bengali on on tap up tap most of the time. So they're looking for some sort of session IPA as a companion. And oh, Founders has okay. become that. That's that cool. Slot then. In, Whatever. You know? I don't care. Then whatever. That's fine. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it's it's interesting to see that development when I didn't see, like, like you'd see breakfast out, you know, at, like, select uh, craft beer bars, but you never see it on, like, a menu at a, uh, at, like, a sports bar, obviously. But Founders is all, I mean, all day is everywhere now. It's just yeah, it seems but ubiquitous. That, to a certain extent, that is, is the, like, appeal of this style, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way, okay, so reviewing this beer, I'm sure you're going to give that one a hotel, am I right? Yeah, it's my kind of favorite beer of all time. Yeah, of course. I think you've said that in the past. Uh, I give this one three stars. It's way too intense, as we predicted. Not stars. No, three. I I said stars. I meant three houses. There you go. Uh, Because, yeah, it's it's way too intense. It's like... uh, it's 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 interesting. There's a little crow on the front with a hop, who's giving it to a snowman. And is I don't it, taste any wait, hops, but there's crow? also yeah. There's there's also a, a a pumpkin with a with a crown on. Wait, what and, beer and is this? The Merry Monks. The Weyerbacher twentieth anniversary. It's a collection of a lot of their symbols. Like they have the the Merry Monks guy, and the um, wait pumpkin really? guy from their pumpkin beer. Yeah. It's just a bunch of people, so it's their ultimate beer. No, I really want to try it. Um, juice box, can you seal it up and send it to me real quick? No. no. Get some Amazon drone. An Amazon drone to send it, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. I'll think about it. All right. Can you, can you so, buy me a bottle? Yeah. If it, was, if it was worth it, I would, but I don't think this one's worth it. Maybe I'll go back and buy 19th and send it to you. What does it taste like, though? 20th. Um... Well, it's it's a strong dark Belgian, so it's got that kind of it's like, like a quad. it's a little too heavy on the malt. Yeah, it's like it's like a quad, but it's but, dark, uh, really but dark. It's, it's yeah, dark, and the coriander and star anise just add like a, a crazy herb profile to the end. It's kind of just a salting on the tongue a little bit. It's good in that it's made very well, and you can tell that the ingredients are really fresh. But it's it's just it's too much. Do you think that it'd be better without the coriander and anise? Anise. Hard to tell. I'd say I'd say I can't tell what's that and what is the uh, dark ale at this point. Wait, what do you mean? Really? What does that mean? I just mean that the flavor profile is very overpowering with the sugar and the syrupiness. That it's hard to tell. Like, like maybe it's what, cutting what, it what, actually. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's cutting a, a worse beer. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Sorry, Wirebacher. We love you, but that's yeah, what no, it is. No, that's the whole thing. Is I I love them, but I think they do this with their anniversary. Sometimes they they do they like to be very experimental with these, and and sometimes they can put together something that isn't the most drinkable. Yeah. Option necessarily. Yeah. I can I can actually respect that. Okay, so I feel like that's that's great, and that's a really good um, way to put it. I think. Moving yeah, on. Let's, let's move on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, should should we should we jump? I think we should talk politics at the end. So let's talk really quickly about the end of California because I wanted to get back to that really quickly. So that's the right. end. The end of actually, California. That sounds super. Okay. Ominous. Well, from. Well, that's a that's a whole other thing. Actually, we maybe we should talk about that really quickly. When I was driving to your wedding, uh, which was a gorgeous drive, it was probably the most beautiful 
like road I've ever driven on. Mm. Um, the road both take, to the to the to Inverness and then to did you take from um, there to Bodega um, Bay? Lucas uh, Lucas Lucas Valley Road. Lucas Valley Ranch. Yes, I did. Indeed, I did. Yeah, I and, think that uh, it's amazing. The, tra- the transitions from the cliff sides to the farmland to these dense wooded areas. It's just it's right? amazing. Yeah. I do but that, the other thing I do you that realize like is once you a weekend see, almost. Go ahead, sorry. You definitely see the the uh, arid loss of water in that area of the country. Like if you yep. when we drove past that reservoir, especially, it's intense. The Casio Reservoir, yeah. Yeah. And, Super uh, bad. It's kind. Of, yeah, it's 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 disturbing to think about. Although I hear that you guys are going to get a lot of water, maybe floods in the next month or so they're calling it godzilla el nino and actually we just got a lot of rain today in fact like it downpoured for like three hours yeah it was but it's gonna cause a lot of erosion and then that'll be bad too so you know all great stuff yeah you know um i think that some people are you know kind of preparing for it but at the same time I do believe that even reports of potential or likely erosion, sadly, is not enough to get people to really act uh, on, on in places that are vulnerable. And I, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope, really hope that I'm wrong on that one, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Only but. time will tell. But, yeah, so after, after Hunter's wedding, uh, what, what did you do right away? I mean, how was the how was the night of the wedding? I know I, I drove you to your. Uh... Yeah, it was pretty awesome, and I want to thank you again for that. That was great. Little sweet cabin. It was. Really but I amazing. didn't set up the rose petals and stuff. Who did that? Oh my goodness! Um, I think that was Sophie and her uh, stepmom. Yeah, they're great. They're Sophie and her family. Great people. Shout they're, out. They're they're incredible. Oh my god. Um, I hope one day you guys get to listen to this, and we want to thank you just for. That and also just being awesome people. Yeah, Juicebox couldn't be more right. Um, anyhow, so yeah, so you dropped me off. Um, went back, smoked a fat spliff, and I just realized earlier that from now on I'm just going to talk about marijuana use in a normal way. In because, that sounds great. Yeah, so that's that. Um, I, yeah. I, have a, I have a recommendation from the doctor, so it's legal. Don't worry about it. Um, not you, I meant, you know, if anyone's actually going to ever listen to this. Um, so... No, I understand. Yeah. Anyhow, so yeah. It should yeah. be legal statewide. I mean, it should be legal nationwide. We've already talked about this. Well, we yeah, and it's, it's it. going to be soon enough. And one thing that's interesting is I think that in the midst of all these states going recreational, that California will have an initiative on the ballot for 2016, uh, November, right? Well, because- maybe... Maybe, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I no, I I completely agree, but I I don't even think the U.S. has any uh, control in the position anymore because if Canada and Mexico legalize weed and maybe other drugs as they're planning to, we can't really enforce our drug laws without creating extreme border control on one hand or you know war with those countries, right? Like, what are we gonna do? They're just gonna flood in. If we don't, if we don't start taxing it ourselves, we're just going to be giving our money to Canada and Mexico, right? Well, yeah. Well, you mean it almost would flood out, right? The people would go there, buy weed, and come back, right? 
Yeah, I know. The drugs would flood in. The money would flood out. Is that something that's being considered in Canada, for instance? Oh, yeah, Justin Theroux. Yeah, it's Justin Trudeau. That's one of the one of the principles of his uh, candidacy was he's going to legalize marijuana among other wow. safer drugs, and he's going to create mostly really less, I had less no drug idea. penalties. Yeah. Oh, his whole his government is going to change things a lot quicker than anything we're going to do. Wait, he's a li- he's a liberal guy, right? Yeah, he's like the grandson of a of a poet. I feel like he would probably object to that characterization just because it's oversimplifying, but I love that you just said that. (laughs) Well, that's why he's famous. It's funny because he's like, from what I understand, at least from the news coverage I've seen of him, he's much more of a face for the party than he is the idea guy, but he's also very morally upright and, and has a lot of conviction in his beliefs and in the people that he trusts, and the people he trusts are very intelligent. So he's been able to use his his ability to communicate complicated principles, despite the fact that he doesn't completely understand them all the time okay. to the masses effectively. All right, that and I don't know good. that he would object to saying that because because I think that's what his he recognizes his role is in that government. But he's created the most diverse cabinet of all time. All right, dude. I mean, like, I'm down. Like 50- I love Canada. I've, I used to go there all the time as a kid. So. It's really cool. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if they legalize, like, do we really have a choice at that point? Yeah, because uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. That That's a whole another discussion. I think we should have an episode on that. And I love talking about weed, politics, believe me. But for the purposes of this show, should we maybe skip ahead to something else? Yeah, all right, all right. I was just, I just wanted to, I was just thinking it's interesting because when I was in California, obviously, that's a very different experience than, you know, the culture is in New York. Good dude, good call. And I didn't mean to shortchange you, and that's an excellent way to loop it back. Okay. Yeah, dude, right? (laughs) Smoking weed in California. It's so chill, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was, it's a a different culture. Uh, There's, I mean, obviously it's even more progressive maybe in places like Colorado and Washington, but California started it for sure. And that's what's so ironic is that we actually don't have, you know, what am I? I'm sorry, dude. I'm being such an idiot. Um, we don't have like rec. We don't have recreational. But like I was gonna say, well, we're gonna vote on it in November, and I'm almost certain that it will pass, and that'll be that. You know. Well, it's too. Yeah, exactly. They. Ha- I think it has to now because people are realizing the economic benefits. They. It's just. It's just people are finally being educated on the subject, and you know, when you realize that it's all fear mongering, it seems stupid. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyhow, yeah, I like, I really that's, like... That's one thing. Yeah, all right, let's move on from marijuana. All right, what's so, next? So I, so, I went, okay, so I don't, so what did you do after the wedding? Like, what did you do in the days following? Because I, I went up into California, had a crazy adventure that I, I want to talk about, but I, I don't want to shortchange anything you did, like, right after the wedding. Oh, I, I appreciate that. So wait, so adventure. I didn't, I didn't see you after the wedding. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't end up seeing each other again. Actually, the the last time I saw you in person was the night that I I left you at that cabin. The cabin the was roses. great. Okay. Yeah, I'm just making sure. So the cabin was great. It's pretty awesome. Um, I woke up the next day and you know, um, pretty pretty hungover. <laughs> 
and I uh, yeah yeah I had some really good beer at that wedding I love that lemon ghost that was so it was it. so uh, good the Meyer well, lemon it was so tasty dude the problem though is I actually like we didn't drink more than half of the beer we probably I'm not only, surprised though we only probably drank like a quarter a lot of people are drinking wine mm-hmm and I also realized mm-hmm. like one fundamental one fundamental issue was that I didn't have signage to tell you what type of beer you could 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 have. Well, they did when we were downstairs, but then not when we went upstairs, right? Yeah, I guess so. And that's just really hard. Like people are wimps, right? They don't want to ask questions. So if you yeah. make them especially ask especially when you're already a little tipsy and full. Yeah, and so you know what sucks, dude? I had to give that beer back to to the distributor. No way, because you have to return the kegs. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, it really sucked. I spent a lot of money on that beer, which I wasn't, you know, whatever. That's fine, but what really sucks Well, this is interesting because we're actually, yeah, we just had the tasting for my wedding over yeah. uh, Thanksgiving break. Yeah. And uh, one, of the, one of the considerations is whether or not we should get craft beer because we're already having like an open liquor bar right with like some higher priced liquors but i'm really into obviously getting craft beer because i don't want to like serve budweiser at my wedding like that would suck was there any discussion about not doing liquor or that's out of the out of the discussion it's not it's not in my hands and uh, it's not really in that discussion that much because because of part of jade's elder family and my elder family drink a lot of vodka and all right so yeah yeah never mind um well, how about this? This is what I was actually thinking about yesterday. Was but we, what about like oh. nice like um like cases, bottles, you know? Well, that was that's no, that was an option. We we talked about Cigar City and this other one I I really like called Holy Mackerel that not a lot of people know from like Fort Lauderdale. Oh yeah, but, but I what love they Cigar City, dude. Those guys are pros. But yeah, but what they actually suggested, in, and I kind of like this idea, is like getting two kegs from uh, Wynwood, which is like an even more local Miami brewery that just has like come up in the last couple of years. And All they right. have like a like a solid IPA and porter, so I might get those two. And a, maybe a blonde that they have too. All right, you know? legit. I'm going to drink the that. shit of that IPA, dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It depends on how much it costs, but, I, but it's in a consideration for sure because I know that... You know, it's mostly going to be, like, me and you and, like, three of our friends drinking the beer and then a lot of other people drinking liquor and wine. Yeah. What I will say, and just, um, you know, take it at face value, but I feel as though if you're going to do two, an IPA and a porter might be a little heavy for folks. No, no. It's it's going to be an IPA, a porter, and something else, like... The thing is, like, that if we went for the third, they have a third Winwood that's, that the one that they mass produce is actually, like, a blonde, sort of along the lines of, um, like, a Hefeweizen. Is it Belgian um, Which is good. Uh, I don't know. I'll send you the, I'll send you the info. Probably not. I haven't tried that one. That's the one I haven't tried. I didn't go there. But, uh, but it's the only one that they're, like, mass producing right now, and that's the third option we could put on there. Or we could just keep that as like some mass-produced beer, like Budweiser or something. Because that's the thing is, I don't really care as long as there's options, and I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna drink the IPA. So we'll give somebody another option and then figure it out. I know, and that's what I should have done. Is like, why did I get six kegs? That was stupid. Because <laughs> you wanted to be, you wanted it to, to represent you, and I think like you know, 
that's that's good. If I if I could choose all the liquors and everything about it, I would choose all of it. But obvious, I just don't have those options, and it's not a bad thing. I the food really is gonna wish, be amazing. I wish they would amazing. have let us stay there till like midnight. You know. Yeah. That really pissed me off. Yeah, well, that's but that's all venues, man. Like our venue is eleven. Every venue is like eleven p.m. Like if you if you're at a normal venue, it's eleven p.m. And then you either figure out a place to go after that, or you go like. But everyone like the bride and groom, you got to go back to your bridal suite. Like that's the way that yeah. weddings go. It's like a huge family thing, and then you're by yourself again. You know. No, I love being with my new bride. I'm, don't get me wrong, that was amazing. But um. <laughs> It really, I just wish it was maybe like an hour or two later. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Anyhow, I mean, that's we not also, your fault. We could have saved, saved five minutes if we were on time for the wedding. Right, Paul? Wherever you are. I hope you heard that. What was that? Where Paul, I, this is just another shout out to Paul burning us all at the wedding. I said we could have saved five minutes if, if we had gotten there on time. Yeah, well, I mean, that's another slight regret I have is that we were a little late, but it's fine. Whatever. Oh, hello there. So, I am so happy to report to you that racism is cool now. I hope you've been following the Trump presidential campaign as close as I have, because what it means to you and I is that we are fully allowed to speak our mind. Finally, you hate black people? Me too. You hate Hispanics? They're the worst. Build that wall. Muslims? Ugh. Don't let any of them come in. The crazy thing is, Trump's saying all these things. So people like you and I are finally allowed to speak our mind. This, my friends and brothers and sisters, mostly brothers, is a truly historical moment for us and for all people like us, the whites, primarily. So let's all celebrate and get behind the true one and only candidate, Hail Trump. Thank you. Uh, anyway, um, where were we? Oh, yeah. Okay, so when you, oh, so, so then after that, you went back to San Francisco. I know you hung out with MC because I got a picture of you and MC hanging out at one point when you were feeling guilty about not hanging out with me on that final night. Yep. And, no, uh, then we went to our little uh, mini honeymoon. Yeah, then you went to your mini honeymoon. But what did you do in between the mini honeymoon and the wedding? Like, you went back to San Fran. Did you see any more of your family before they left? Or were you just like, peace, fam? Oh, yeah. No, dude, I got breakfast with my family. And then we had a whole... I don't know. No, I didn't. But I don't remember, dude. <laughs> it's hard. I, I saw them as well. All right, well, this is, this is what... Let oh. me tell you how I remember this all going down. Was we were leaving the house and... We were really concerned about, you know, if we were going to get all the money back and if you were going to get a good rating because of the incident that had happened that last night that well, we talked I, about. Wait, can we... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cut this recording, all right? Can we cut this recording for a second? Yeah, sure. All right, I'm going to stop recording, all right? No, don't stop recording. Don't do all that. All right, we're going to cut it right here then. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, I just don't want to Yeah, dude, sink. I got a shitty recording, dude. Really shitty. I told yeah, you no, that, you said right? that. You said you you said yeah, yeah. You got a shitty rating. Matt Gooda was really concerned about it. I told him like we tried our best. It wasn't really our fault. It was of course not. He was an asshole. Out of dude. the house. He was the worst. 
Yeah, yeah, it was bad, but uh, but you know, he he also recognized like he like I've said, I think I said this on the last episode. He recognized that. Uh, yeah, that, that, that he, he, he didn't want to rec- didn't want to rent to that many people or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. So whatever. Anyway, uh, but my point is that morning we were just like so concerned with like getting out and making it as clean as possible. But as usual, it's like you know our group of friends, so we do a terrible job of like waking up on time. So Jada and I are out way before everyone else. As usual. Of course, because you guys you know are some I mean? of the most responsible out of all of them, clearly. I mean, well, I already knew it's, that. It's so funny because it reminded me a bit of when I we were moving out of the house senior year, and I was the last person at the house for like the last day and a half, and I was oh, just like man. cleaning the fridge by myself, and then Tess came back like two hours before the tour, and she was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, I'm going to take this couch and leave. Peace. Good luck. Oh man! So I had All to right. do that walkthrough at the end. It was intense. It was probably pretty horrible. Yeah, but anyway, we cleaned. We cleaned for a long time, uh, and then uh, and then as I was leaving, like the last thing I remember hearing was Matt Gouda being like, "Who's up for oysters?" And I was like, "Who's going to do that?" I wonder if that happens. I <laughs> uh, never found out. <laughs> they never found oysters. I don't think actually. <laughs> Oh, that sucks, because that was the first thing I went to do. I was like, you know what? He's right. And so I went to that place we talked about. There was like a... You, you, I got that oyster omelet thing, and you were like, oh, I've had that. Oh, the yeah, the, um, the Hangtown Fry. Yeah, the Hangtown Fry. That's it. Yeah, Amazing. it's, it's too, super good. I knew you would love it. It's To our potential listeners, it's a... Um, Delicious omelet. I believe it has bacon in there too, right? Bacon and yeah, yeah, country bacon. Fried yeah. oysters in an omelet with che- cheese as well. Yeah, right? and there's some other stuff. I think there's yeah, I think there's like peppers and onions and something else. It's incredible know. and it deserves to be shared with the world. Yep. Yeah, where where what is the place called? In, Station uh, House Cafe. That's the one. Yeah, Station House Cafe. Check it out. Check um, so then, it then out. I, then Jada and I drove from there to Bodega Bay. Got some sick fish sandwiches in Bodega Bay. Took some pictures to of the birds and stuff to send to my mom because she what about was the bees? very frightened by that movie as a child. Well, I, I mean, I don't know any bees movies that were filmed there, but oh, the movie the birds. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then we uh, we also took some pictures. I don't know if you saw them of us on the other side of the lake from where the wedding was because we had the pictures on the lake that side it's not so a we lake went to the, there's a it's little, not a lake dude right whatever it is a reservoir it's a what bay. is it? bay oh, oh right it's it is the whole bay it extends it's salt down. water well i didn't go in it i don't know yeah but it's obviously well no i guess it's not obvious that's fair All i right. mean i did drive to the end of it but i i didn't i didn't think about it that way anyway it doesn't matter yeah, the, it's a the bay. point is that uh, I it's went to the other side of the bay, and and I was and I took a picture of us on that coast facing the uh, the yacht club that we were at the night before. I don't know if you saw that from anyway. the cross away from the other side of the bay. Yeah, from the other side. Yeah, there, there's a uh, there's a little like state park there. Yeah, that's so good. That's so cool, dude. Awesome. Yeah. So that was the first stop. We made a lot of we made a lot of like small stops on the way for beauty things and like checking out like little farm stops. We went to a vineyard that night. Oh, and, uh, that is pretty like, sexy though, like, right? 
uh, yeah, it was like right when we arrived in wine country and we went to like this organic vineyard and we, we tried some good wines and we walked around a little bit and Jada had a good time, but she decided at that point that she didn't like wine tastings as much as she thought she was going to because yeah. she didn't like the whole process where they try to sell you the wines afterwards. Yeah, it's the worst, dude. Beer's better. That's what she said. And then we went to Russian River that night and even though they, they had mediocre food as... I, it's I like fine, but it's have, fine. Juicebox, it's fine. No, it's though. okay. It's, it's okay. It's just, I wish that they had some sort of agreement with a restaurant like next door where they serve their beers there because I would love to have been able to try their beers and then go to the place next door and get like a meal that was more than just like pizza and wings because their beer deserves more than that because their I, beer is truly yeah, amazing i agree and i agree Sorry, well, they had this, uh, by the way they have they have this strong sour there which is like unlike anything i've ever had it was like a nine percent sour it's yeah, i don't know why it's not everywhere their beer is the best beer in the whole world probably oh the beer is incredible but the experience could be like we like uh, the next day we went to Lagunitas and that and that experience was although it's it's not a craft beer brewery anymore really by definition although what is the definition no, now, right? it, it, no definition. we're gonna say it is don't worry about that it is okay good but anyway the experience there is like the tour the free tour the free beer and then they have like a beer a restaurant there with like a, a complicated menu that reflects you know the agriculture that's around that in California. But it's still like a pub, right? It's like a beer pub. Oh, yeah, 100%. They have like, you know, 25 brews. But what I really liked is that they had, you know, the tour where they gave you five five ounce pours for free. You got like a free backstage tour of all the mechanics of the brewery. And it just felt very personalized, even though like some of the information they tell you is made up and they and they tell you that during the tour. It's 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 a lot of like uh, myth mythological tour making you know but it's, yeah it's still totally. really fascinating wait I learned can... some, like do you know that oh sorry no go ahead i learned some interesting little factoids uh both about beers that we love and uh and beers that we you know beers that we've had issues with in the past like we talked about the brown sugar thing i don't think we mentioned about why that happened but we talked about uh something wild and why that why they didn't make that this year mm. yeah they well, I, I actually asked them about this is because but they, they have, did uh, make it the, no they made little something extra and little something oh okay yeah you're right they didn't release it this year because they didn't get the they get their belgian yeast strain from a very specific uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah and they, it didn't come through this year, so they didn't have time to get another strain, so they ended up making up a whole new beer around Little Some Something because new, they knew people were expecting the release. And that's where Little Some Extra came out around? Mm-hmm. And now but they they're not going to do Little Something Wild until... Yeah, but they needed to get the strain in first. That's what Sam. That's so funny, dude. Wow. Um, but I, Little Something Something is like the new favorite of the brewers there where it used to be the Pale Ale, 100%. Wow. Um, can I go grab a beer real quick? Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... No, not at all. Um, also, that. what I would say is that my favorite beer of all time is their Fresh Hop uh, Pale Ale, right? Born Yesterday. Yeah, what's that? B- born Yesterday. I was going to say, how does that compare to uh, to the uh, Stone uh, Enjoy before? Because they have similar concepts of hop profiles, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but if you think about this, right? That Stone is somehow being fresh hopped year-round. Right? It doesn't make any sense. So, 
in a lot of ways, um, Born Yesterday is the one true, not one, but one of the best examples of a truly freshly harvested hop, freshly hopped uh, beer. And it's a pale ale. Right. I mean, it, it could be. I mean, you could call it an IPA. It doesn't really matter. But it's incredible because it um, truly exemplifies what great hops can be. And what's great yeah. is it, you know, it's like 6.5%, right? So it's not terribly alcoholic and it's generally pretty good. And everything. Mm, not Sorry, not generally pretty good. Generally pretty no, no, fucking it's amazing. Great. And it's low ABV, and it's incredible, an incredible use of hops, and it's that's, actually that's my favorite beer of I, all time. I, yep, it's the beer. It's the beer that I brought to Thanksgiving dinner this year. I'll have you know. How'd I, you get uh, it? I went right, to the store to buy six. Hey, went, I'm going off of mic real quick right now. No, that's fine. Uh, right. I went to the store to buy a, 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 a six. I, I went to the store to buy a six pack of beer because my. Uh, future father-in-law asked me to go out and get something because he knows I like craft beer. And uh, that's what I came back with because he doesn't like things that are really high alcohol content, but he also really likes hops, so I thought it was a good direction to go. Um, I'm actually back yeah, on the Lagunitas mic already. Usually... I'm here now. Okay, so all I just want to say really quickly about Lagunitas is that uh, I, I learned a lot of interesting things and I love the culture of the company, but it's important to keep in mind that they are now 50% owned by Heineken. However, as they said, the majority, although they don't have a majority of stockholders in the company, the deciding vote is still up to, um, what's his name, Sam? Tony. His name? Tony, Tony, yeah. Tony still has the deciding vote on any decisions made for the company. So if it really comes down to it and Lagunitas does something stupid, it's still Tony's fault. Um, and the bigger thing, did you know that they're building this brewery in L.A. that's going to be bigger than the... Uh, the Chicago brewery they have, it's bigger yeah. than the Chicago and the San Francisco one combined. What? Why? Because they need more space to fill out their orders. They keep needing more and more brewery space to fill out the orders, especially now that they have Heineken's connections for international um, shipping. In L.A. is the spot? Yeah, they're, they're becoming like the, the California IPA in uh, Europe. Europe. Yeah, no, you know, I because, know, dude. Because know. of that style. Yeah. And, and that's what Heineken, Heineken, they, they said they were looking for those connects. And the reason that they chose Heineken was because of the connections they allowed them in the European market. Not yeah. because they, they needed the money, but it's probably both, you know. Well, no, for expansion purposes, it's pretty smart and they're going to be billionaires. So, I mean, good for But it's them. so funny, like that started out, yeah, it started out of a little operation in like 94 and 95, just like Dogfish had, just like all these companies. It's just like a couple guys screwing around with a brewing kit, and they got really serious about it after a little while. Yeah, it's going to be you and me, buddy. Well, um, speaking of good restaurants with beer, the last place that I went, the final night in San Francisco, when I was supposed to come back to San Francisco, but decided to stay up because I was staying in Marin, and I was like, why the hell am I driving back to San Francisco and then coming back here? That's extremely crazy. Um... It was I went to that Terrapin restaurant, Terrapin Crossroads, the place yeah. that is owned by Phil Lesh and is one of the coolest and strangest restaurants I've ever been to. Never been in that. Yeah, yeah in that it's it's it has a very diverse crowd of people. There are people. It used to be a yacht club, so there are a lot of people on the deck area who are like sophisticados who are up there in wine country and they're doing wine tastings and eating. You know, extravagant meals, mostly older, 
couples, right? Yeah. Inside the restaurant, there's a lot of local families that are there for some sort of family dinner on Saturday night. And then over by this concert bar area, it's just a bunch of old hippies or young hippies who are obviously stoned out of their mind and dressed in like full dead regalia, uh, eating truffle fries and things like that. Like things that you would never expect them to be eating, really. But really good beer, great food. And we kept talking about at my bachelor party, you know, like this is not like how the Grateful Dead should be presented these days because like it's just not that kind of music anymore and there has to be like a more intimate setting. This restaurant gets it. Like this is it. Like we got to see this guy who used to be the lead singer of Dark Star Orchestra perform in his band. Phil Lesh performs there a lot. I'm sure the Dead have done like small reunion kind of shows there. Like go there, eat some food, watch a concert. It's amazing. I will. You don't have to pay to see most of the shows. It's it's it it's just a great, great experience. Dude, yeah, yeah. It's like everything that that music should be used for now. Like you get you get the intimacy of seeing how it's played and hearing everything about it. And it and and it was just great because it filled in the one member of the Grateful Dead we didn't see at that festival too, who's alive obviously. Who? Phil Lesh, because he owns the place. He wasn't there. I guess you're right. Yeah. Fuck. No, he's the one. If he had been there, it would have been a Grateful Dead reunion show, and then they would have sold out immediately for no reason. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah, he's just chilling. Um, are are Dude, you cool I'm... to wrap up the uh, podcast? Yeah, yeah, let's end it here. Um, I'll, I'm going to do a quick story time about something that happened uh, during the uh, time in California, and then next time we're going to talk gun control because of everything that has happened over the last couple months that we've been gone. Yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah. I don't know if our positions have changed much since the last episode, but there's certainly a lot to talk about. Maybe they've so been more... we come back next time... They've been fortified, be... perhaps. No, let's not talk about it. Anyway, if next time when we come back, it'll be gun control, presidential candidates, and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. So, yeah. Get ready. Super fun. Talk to you soon. Love you. Okay. Love you all. Goodbye. Bye. Henry and Ops. 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 It's not safe, dog. Buy a better beer. Don't try to be a better human being. Okay. Hey, watch the wolf suit.